The following program may contain views, ideas, and opinions that have been produced by the hosts and their guests and are not reflective of Quixie 98.3 or Skytower Communications. For questions, comments, and concerns, email us at news at wqxe.com. Good morning and welcome to today's program. I'm Zach Epperson. With winter weather still in the forecast as we continue on in the month of February, snow trucks will still be seen out on the roadway when that inclement weather rolls in. So to get an inside look on road crews and how they prepare for weather, we talk with Chris Jesse, the Public Information Officer of Kentucky Transportation Cabinet District 4, as well as Paul Sanders, the Chief Engineer there for District 4. Uh, guys, great to see you this morning. Uh, how are you? Doing well, Zach. How are you doing? Doing great, doing great. We've got you on uh, the show this morning. Of course, we had you on a couple months back talking about another uh, project with Kentucky Transportation, but this time we're talking winter weather and roads. I know it's the past couple of weeks we've seen a little bit more uh, action from uh, from the, uh, the snow on the ground and uh, crews out there helping keep the roads clear. And so I uh, want to talk to you about that this uh, this morning. So, uh, like I said, talking about preparing uh, roads for winter weather, and we'll start off with you know how far in advance uh, do transportation officials uh, have to start preparing uh, for possible winter weather. What's what's the timeline? What's the plans behind that like? Well, big picture, I'd say we start back in the summer. Uh, you know, we're making sure, you know, when it's uh, those months, we're making sure that we have adequate supplies. Uh, folks behind the scenes are, you know, they're we're negotiating, looking at contracts for the year, salt prices, all those kind of things, stocking up. Um, we do a lot of training in the summer. We have a thing called a rodeo where our drivers are, um, it's kind of an exercise, yet a fun exercise, kind of a competition type exercise where they get to drive um, and, you know, show off their skills, kind of fine tune, uh, you know, it's kind of a precision driving kind of thing in some ways. So uh, that's a training thing that we go through. Uh, there are other trainings certainly through the year, but uh, we start the summer by doing those kind of things. And then we're on call, Paul, by uh, in November. Yeah, we're starting in November, actually putting our weekly teams together of having somebody on call ready to respond if the weather turns, uh, you know, to the need. So when you talk about having those people on call, what, what is that like? Is it just a continuous around the clock, you know, hey, be prepared for anything? Or how, how do you all monitor the situations as they come up? Well, we've got a variety of different uh, apps we use uh, right now. Currently in the state, we're using MS Teams. It has people out of central office who are on call too, who are up at the TOC, which is our Transportation Operations Center, who are monitoring from that uh, viewpoint. And then, of course, each district has a team of people who are on call for each event. And then they too are using apps, looking at the radar, weather, um, we also have an app that helps us to determine um, when to, to make a decision to salt and not salt or maybe brine. So we have that at our disposal to use too. It so helps, helps us make that decision. So this is the administrative part of it. You know, these are the folks kind of getting the plan together, if you will. Uh, you know, we want all the drivers and the actual crews until, uh, you know, there's an imminent weather uh, situation. So. You know, you, uh, Paul, I think you brought up the, the salt and the brine, and that's something that, you know, people talk about sometimes and maybe don't know exactly you know, what's the difference in those two. And there is a, a, a big difference in when that is applied in what circumstance. So I guess my question being, you know, how big of a factor does that impending weather play on road treatment strategies, you know, salt versus brine, I guess? 
Well, obviously, you know, for Kentucky, it seems like we do get a lot of Vincent in his reign in the, in the front of it. And so when that does happen, of course, we don't brine because it washes it off. Uh, so, uh, again, then if it's not a, a, any rain in front of that, then we'll automatically just start treating the roads with salt. And with those two factors, is there a, a cost um, a kind of factor into it, too? Is one cheaper than the other, or does that factor in at all? Yeah, definitely cheaper. You know, salt is almost, uh, it's actually higher than what a ton of asphalt costs nowadays, for us anyway. And then the brine is, is cheap because it's, it's water and, and salt solution. I think it's 23% salt, if I remember right, on that number. And uh, it, is, it is relatively cheap. So I want to move on now. Uh, you know, the, you talked about the road crews out there. You know, I've seen them lovingly referred to as snow fighters before. Uh, the crews out there working. What does a typical day, uh, you know, cleaning the roadways and that kind of stuff look like uh, for them? Well, it could start early or it could start late if that makes sense. Um, you know, again, we we will take um, a storm's forecast into account. Kind of look at how we're staffed. Um, you know, we have certain counties that we uh, have contractors, uh, for instance, that run the interstate, you know, kind of work with us. So depending upon our needs, the forecast, um, you know, we, we may bring a crew in, um, you know, overnight to, to bring them in early before the you know, start of a normal business day, or we may hold a crew over. Um, you know, again, timing is huge for us, I think, uh, and it's maybe one of the more difficult aspects of you know, once the guys get out there and gals get out there driving, you know, they can adjust to the conditions as they are, but um, having them there at the right place at the right time is challenging. You know, if we're too far behind it, we get in trouble. Um, you know, if, we, if we're too early, uh, you know, we have them sitting doing nothing and that, you know, that costs, uh, you know, time. And, and uh, so again, that's, that's probably one of the more volatile things, wouldn't you say, Paul? It is. It's, uh... In the years I've done it, that's been the old, the most difficult decision is when do we have them come in? You know, uh, we do the best with all of that information that I told you we have to, to utilize, even National Weather Service. We have Chris Jesse here who has a meteorology degree. We pull, we pull on him too to find out what's, what he thinks is going to happen and put that all together and formulate a plan for each one of these events. And it may be half of our district. You know, that's, that's something else. It may be a couple of counties. Uh, you know, I know you're, you know, we're talking primarily here around Elizabethtown and surrounding areas, but uh, we have 11 counties uh, going from Breckenridge, Meade, Grayson on that side, all the way over to Marion, Washington on, on the east side. So, um, you know, there may be an event where, you know, it's only a couple of counties, and that happens a lot with Breckenridge, Meade, Hardin, specifically the northern part of the area, you know, and maybe Hart and Green, uh, in our, you know, we don't have to deal with them at all. So, uh, you know, and it varies. So it's hard for us to just say a district-wide plan, too. Many times it's broken out uh, by just a couple of counties, maybe one or two counties uh, versus the whole district. So that, that's also another challenge with that, inside the challenge. I know you all mentioned, you know, how many counties we have here in this district. Uh, you know, obviously in this area, too, a lot of back roads, uh, country roads, and that, you know, has to complicate the process. Does that uh, kind of pose a challenge sometimes to road crews getting back there on those uh, less traveled roads, perhaps? We'll let Paul maybe address the, you know, we have a priority system in place uh, of how we address things. And, and that too uh, depends upon the kind of event, you know, what we've seen so far this year have been, I call them pesky events yeah. where we still have to go out, but you know, they're not requiring plowing. They're not requiring 24 hour maintenance of, you know, just going at it. So 
Uh, we haven't had one of those yet this year, but yet they can be just as costly. Yeah, so we have our interstate and parkways, and then we have our other routes that are classified as A, B, and C routes, and it's all based on ADT. Interstates, we typically respond in the first hour, and then on our A routes, we try to get them next, and then four hours, we try to get to the B routes, and then the C routes, I think, is 12 hours before we get to those. Those are some routes we typically, if we can on the front end, might do some preventative uh, work such as the brining and stuff because it is such a long time uh, before we get there. And as like Chris said, if we get a storm event that comes in and just constantly is putting snow on us that we're having trouble uh, managing, you know, it, it lengthens that time out before we'll get to those other routes because we obviously start at the top, make sure those are good shape and then and, and progress down. You know, that's something obviously you all have probably heard, too, is people going, well, why haven't they come out to my road yet? Well, it's because of that list, right? That They might be a little farther back on that list, the priority that, list. That That's very well correct, yes. Yeah, and, and just, you know, to maybe expand on it just a little bit, say that event is a continual snow event for, you know, there's continual snow coming down at six-hour clip. You know, we're continually clearing those interstate parkways and A's as best we can because once we go by them, two hours later, they need to be gone over again. People, the next thing they want to know about roads is the school system, you know. that you know, Are the roads clear enough for kids to go to school? Uh, what, what role do you all help uh, school districts in, in determining uh, you know, closures with road conditions, uh, if you all do? As far as um, you know, our coordination, certainly uh, you know, all through the year, whether it's you know, a, a, a wreck or something like that, but um, you know, we don't, we don't really give advice, if you will, um, as far as that goes. Uh, but, you know, if there's, you know, a certain need, I mean, we certainly, uh, you know, uh, we would work with any partnering agency to, to uh, you know, to, to take care of any imminent needs or, you know, any special needs that, that might yeah. be out there on a road. A lot of times our roads aren't the major factor for whether or not they're school or not. You know, there's a lot of county roads and um, I think they play a little bit more impact have a little bit more impact on the, whether they're school or not than, than us. Very good. Last thing I've got for you guys, and again, appreciate your all's time on this. Um, you know, if there's one thing that, you know, if you if they remember nothing else uh, from this interview, what's one thing you want people to understand uh, about the process of, you know, clearing roads and keeping people safe? Uh, yeah, you know, I think uh, patience <laughs> as much as anything and, uh, you know, a little understanding. And, uh, to to just be mindful, you know, uh, we a lot of us, you know, driving is almost like a habit, uh, or a uh, uh, I don't say a habit, but it's it, it's a reaction or a reflex. That's the word I'm looking for is a reflex. You know, really uh, focus your attention in on what's around you, your surroundings, and that's everything from the slush on the road to the snowplow in front of you or behind you or that you're meeting, uh, adjacent traffic, curbs. You know, if there's snow plowed over to a curb. There's a curb under that snow, you know, I mean, all the little things, the details, and it just takes one thing that, that can kind of domino or, or cause a chain reaction to cause a major thing. So, uh, you know, attention to detail, really focusing, um, you know, we can say, you know, stay back off the snowplow. That sign's back there for a reason. Uh, don't get up under it. Um, don't pass a snowplow, you know, just uh, some common sense things that we probably would all uh, adhere to if we were really thinking about it. Just, uh, you know, drive with, with a sense of urgency, with a sense of caution and uh, awareness, an additional awareness. Great stuff. Hey, guys, thanks so much for joining me. Paul Sanders, the Chief District Engineer um, with uh, District 4, and Chris Jesse, the Public Information Officer at District 4. Guys, again, thank you so much for your time. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, Zach.
Don't forget, you can get recaps of past forums by going to our website, wqxe.com, and clicking on the Media tab. For Quixie 98.3, I'm Zach Epperson.